0: So the first weekend of the playoffs has come and gone, and we have some storylines already that are brewing. What I'm going to give you is my three things that I found interesting from each of the series, beginning out west, ending with my breakdown of the Warriors and the Kings, because as you know, I'm in the grind, and I am in Sacramento. Uh, But I did want to get you caught up first. So let's start out west, where three of the four series got interesting really fast. Let's start in Memphis, Lakers, Grizzlies. Fascinating game. Fascinating game full of good, bad, and mostly ugly for the Grizzlies. Uh, They end up losing to the Lakers uh, 128-112. So it was a blowout, folks. They, They pull out a row win. They steal home court from the number two team in the West. And yeah, I think a lot of people saw that coming. Right? I think a lot of people said the matchups don't favor the Grizzlies because there's no Steven Adams, there's no Brandon Clark, and what is Xavier Tillman going to do? He's going to get eaten alive by Anthony Davis. But the way that it ended up happening was in a way that nobody did see coming. So here are the three things that I took away from this game. First, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies on their home court despite the fact that Anthony Data Davis got injured in that game. It nullified him essentially in the second half. That was huge. Everybody says that if Anthony Davis isn't healthy, this team is cooked. They were not cooked when Anthony Davis could not lift his arm. He was out there in the second half, barely able to function, and he was a non-factor offensively in the second half. So despite that, this team can win without him in the short term. Second, the Grizzlies dared the Lakers role players to beat him, and they lost. They did. Rui Hachimuri had 29. And six, mostly on uncontested shots. In the post game, Desmond Bain admitted that was slightly a flaw in our system. Let's see if Rui can do it again. These role players were gonna make them beat us every single time. But the problem is, Rui only has to do it for one game. He did it once; they got their job done, and now the Lakers all they have to do is continue to hold home court. And understanding the Lakers' role players means looking at LeBron as well, because LeBron, another thing to think about. LeBron just took one shot in the fourth quarter only. Why? So that he could get the ball to Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. They were combined nine for ten from the floor in the fourth quarter. Think about that. LeBron James, the fourth quarter man, the clutch man himself, deferred to Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, and it paid off. So if you're the Grizzlies, thirdly, you must be in panic mode because Ja Morant hurt himself. Not only did he hurt his wrist, he's doubtful for game two and maybe longer, but the truth is that he was hurt five minutes left in the game, and he just really wasn't a factor in that game. J- Jaron Jackson Jr. played really well. He had 31-4-5, and, and they still got dog walked. You're going to need big performances out of Jaron to just compete. Imagine how much things can change. The Lakers were cooked. They didn't even look like a planned team, and now it feels like they could possibly sweep the Grizzlies. Let's move on to Heat versus Bucks. What happened there? I mean, in a nutshell, Giannis got hurt before, you know, the second, I think before the first quarter even ended, right? He seems to be okay. It's a tailbone issue. But they were getting blown out before Giannis even left the court. He'll be banged up, of course, in the the short term moving forward. But listen, man, if you don't have Giannis, you're essentially a seven seed. The Heat had a, a lead pretty much all game before and after Giannis left the court. Giannis might miss game two. Tailbone injuries are no joke. I mean, Steph Steph missed, I think, ten games uh, with a tailbone injury. He had to wear a diaper when he came back. So, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Giannis. More importantly, though, Tyler Hero, broken hand. Drained a corner three with a broken hand out for the rest of the playoffs massive loss to the Heat. The Heat are one of those teams that when they are streaking and when they are hitting threes, they are really, really good. And when they're not, they fucking stink. The team against the Bucs shot 65% from three. That's going to be something that you need to look at moving forward without Tyler Hero. What is the solution to replace Tyler Hero? Do not say Duncan Robinson. Do, Do not say that. He got six minutes in the entire game and he's that's probably the amount that he's going to get all series. His agent probably called Spolster and said, we need six minutes for Duncan sometime. Probably going to need a big Oladipo game. Probably going to need a big Caleb Martin game. Probably going to need a big Gabe visit game. I don't love that for the Heat. Uh, second, the Bucks need to find someone that can hit a three. They were pathetic. It was f- fucking horrible. They were 24% from three. That's not going to get it done. Jay Crowder, very streaky player. Bobby Portis, very streaky player. Middleton and Drew, you need more from. They were all... Combined, four for 25. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot do that. You cannot do that. Joe Ingles, he played pretty well from three. Maybe you feature him more. God, he's slow. Goran Dragic got a DMP. Maybe he's a part of that answer. Listen, and thirdly, it's the Jimmy Butler show. 43 minutes was the most all day by any player. He was on the court pretty much the entire time. He's going to try to will this team in the second round, and and it's just, we know it's not going to happen, but playoff Jimmy Butler is a real force. I think he had 35, 5, and 11. I think he had three steals. But that bench, that bench for the Heat is fucking awful. He, Kyle Lowry can't be the one who helps you. He's He's just the kind of guy that gives you 31 one night, gives you two the next. He's a bad lawnmower with a bad spark plug. Like, you don't know if it's going to start or not on any given day. Uh, But this is a weird series. Both teams feel like they're equally in trouble. Felt very, very sure that the Bucs were going to be able to take this in five, maybe even in four. But if Giannis is out, I don't know. They live and die with Giannis. If he's hurt, you rest him as long as you can, as necessary. But hopefully, not so long that you can't crawl out of a hole. Very, very interesting series. Did not see that heat win coming. Clippers versus the Suns. You look at the box score, you see the Clippers pull out an upset. They take game 1, 115-110 in the Valley and and you say, "Wow. Probably, you know, probably big Nick Batum game. Like, wow, Russ must have had 25 or 30." But no, the game was not at all what you thought. It was the Kawhi show, of course. And he did not disappoint. 38 points, including a clutch dagger after clutch dagger in the second half. He was hitting threes. He looked really, really good. On the flip side, KD carried the Suns, was 17 in the second quarter, didn't look good in the first quarter. And the problem, though, with the Suns is that KD did not take a shot in the final five minutes of the game. That's, that's a big problem. Monty did not learn his mistakes from last year. Dude ran out 11 players, which is pretty insane. Ah, uh, considering that their bench is fucking awful. You know that the bench stinks. We've always known that ever since the Kevin Durant trade. Kevin Durant trade went down. We do not need to see Landry Shamet and Ish Wainwright in clutch time. We do not. Monty Williams, why are you getting out coached from the time that you played the Bucks till now? DeAndre Ayton figures. To be non-factor, I don't know what's happening with him, but he's not a guy that you can really rely on to get you late, end-of-the-game buckets. He's not in any rhythm. The Clippers are giving him all kinds of space to shoot mid-range jumpers, and he's shooting them, and he's he's largely missing them. There is no world that DeAndre Ayton should be shooting more shots than Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker. They just can't. And it's where you're shooting him, it's when you're shooting him, mostly 10 to 15-foot jumpers. I don't, I don't like that. DeAndre Ayton needs to attack the rim a lot more for the Suns to really be in it. This is a really good team. They should beat the Clippers. But not when you're taking the ball out of KD's hands, Devin Booker's hands, and even to a small degree, Chris Paul's hands. Like, you look at it, and he's going up against Ayton. He's going up against Zubok, Plumlee, and Batum. None of them had more than four fouls. You have to get them into foul trouble if you're going to win those games. And we've got to give Ty Lue some love, right? Like, he's a really, really good coach. Really, really good coach. There's a million strategy decisions that you can break down from how smart his rotations are to the decision to play Kawhi finally 42 minutes. Like I said, Jimmy Butler only played more minutes yesterday than Kawhi. That's the only player on the floor that played more. That's wild considering how – listen, like, Ty Lue got a lot of shit. For load managing Kawhi, he really did. Kind of feels like skipping minutes in March to use them in April, May, and June might actually make sense. Tyloo should get all the flowers. Listen, and he should get all the flowers for this. Russell Westbrook was not believed in in L. A. at all, and he came to the Clippers. and Tyloo said, "We're gonna let Russell Westbrook be him." People thought he was crazy, but that loyalty and belief in Russell Westbrook is what won them the game. Russell Westbrook won the clippers that game he had the worst shooting game of his entire player of career which was three for 19 and yet in the final two minutes he was the most impactful guy on the court he was hunting for his shots he was swatting balls away he was playing incredibly good defense russ went to the bench in the third quarter when the clippers were down double digits Kawhi made a run it was a four-point lead and it felt like russ was never going to see the court again but you know what ty put him back in and he let him control the offense all the way to the end of the game. He didn't give a shit whether his shot was hitting. He was his usual Tasmanian devil self in the final two minutes. He attacked the rim. He got fouled. He made two huge free throws with 17 seconds left. He made the game-saving defensive play on, on Devin Booker. Like He made six plays in the final two minutes that won the Clippers the game. Without him, they don't win that game. So, that's a really, really interesting matchup. Can't wait to see. I think it might be a long series, actually. I thought this would be four, five, six games. I think it might go seven.